no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we break down recent Bears news, dig into OTAs, and much, much more. A-Dub, you know what to do. Hey, man, Press, it's rain night, baby, for our Chicago sky, man. What's up with yes, that? Sir. Yes, sir. Hey, listen, audience, if y'all here in the Chicago area, we're going to get this episode uploaded today, and you ain't got tickets to that game and it's something available, get your ass down to win trust. Do it. It's always a special moment when it's rain night and we win the chip. So now we're the defending champs. Support our Chicago Sky. Yes, sir. And look, the MVP's going to be back in the building, son. Woo-wee, Khalil Copper. Yes, sir. I'm loving it, Press. Glad to have her back with the team. But I will just say this, man. Uh, for our Chicago State of Mind sports wing of what we do here, Hey, we're going to be there in the building covering this event. This is going to be our first ring and banner celebration. I mean, we were there when Ayo got his jersey brought up to the Raptors. But this is different. We talk about the championship. There's levels to this, right? They do. There's levels to it. It is definitely levels to this, friends. But that ring on, man, always a lot of excitement around that. We remember seeing a bunch of those with the Chicago Bulls. It's good to see it with the Chicago Sky. Hey, man, I'm excited that we'll be there in the building. Audience, if you guys aren't tuning in to what we do over at Chicago State of Mind, check us out. Without further ado, though, A-Dub, I want to start this show because I feel like it's appropriate. In our last episode, we gave salute to Tariq Cohen on all the different struggles that he's had coming up. And we were like, hey, it's only a matter of time before this guy gets another opportunity. Well, man, days later, bro, this man gets hurt live streaming a workout, man. And it's just like, man, how much can one person take? It's just tough to see this after he struggled with the knee injury last season he wrote that article in the Players' Tribune where he detailed kind of some of his mental struggles, and then this happens. Man, that's you call unfortunate luck, man. And I feel really bad for a guy who's gone through injuries, had some mental lapse presence, and now trying to get back on the field, man. That is very tough for any player, and I do feel bad for Tariq Cole. And like we said, man, the football side, fuck that part. I just hope that he's good. I hope that his support system is surrounding him with love. And I also hope that the Chicago Bears organization is reaching out resources to help him out as well. I really do. Man, that's a good point right there, Perez. It'll be within our right as an organization, the Bears, to reach out to him, man, just to do at least a wellness check at the minimum. But you're right. Resources are always important. I'm quite sure the Chicago Bears has a bunch of them, man. They can stand in the arm to help them to recall That'll be awesome, man. And I hope they are doing it. Yeah, because you never know, man. Behind closed doors, they're probably doing something because you don't want to make something like that public. I just right. hope that it's happening. Absolutely. You and I are on the same page with that, man. And uh, it's recoing, man. Get through it, bro. We with you, man. Yeah, I just thought that, man, we, let's start the episode, man, by, by talking about that because it was heartbreaking to see that. Shit, it was heartbreaking when you and I was talking about him on the last episode and this happened. I mean, it just felt like literally days after we released the episode, then that injury happened. And I just, like, messaged you. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, this is awful. Man, it was awesome, man. When, when I saw that, when I saw, saw that come across Twitter, man, I was like, I'm not even tweeting. This is 
This is awful. I can't, I don't even have the words to even describe how I feel about what's going on with this man right now. Cause I know for me, I've had my own struggles, but it's nothing in comparison to what this man has been going through. When you actually text me, bro, I just stopped for a second. I said, man, this guy's going through a heck of a lot of stuff, man. And I'm quite sure it gets heavier and heavier on the mental, right? And I just felt so bad, Perez. And I just wish and I hope, man, that at some point he can get back on the field. But it's going to take a while, man. And I think it's more important than that, whoever's in this system, whoever's in the support system, to reach out to him, show their love, man, and continue to follow up with him going forward because this is going to be a situation. It's going to be something that he's going to have to deal with for quite a while. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy journey at all. But, you know, if we learned anything about this kid, man, he's built for it, and he'll he'll figure it out. So, hey, Tariq, you're in our thoughts and our prayers over here, brother. All right, let's get into the episode, man. So, audience, you know I'm going to have to get some – you know I'm going to have some fun with this Nick Foles news. So, <laughs> see, he signed a two-year deal with Indianapolis Colts. And, A-Dub, what did I say last year? Didn't I say that the Colts – were the team to be that made the most sense for Nick Foles yep. to sign with. And that's why I knew that was probably going to happen once the Bears released. You know what, Prince? You definitely hit it on the head with that part of it. You were spot on with it. And now he's actually there, right, with the Colts. And it kind of makes sense for me, right? I mean, he's over there with, uh, you know, on Sam Ellinger. He's over there with um, Matt Ryan. I think he may be a guy on the depth that could probably be number two quarterback over there. Possibly number one, depending on what happens with Matt Ryan, injuries and all that stuff. So I think he's in a good situation because they have a dynamic running back. So good for Nick Foles when they on his feet. Yeah, he's in a really good spot because he will be the backup to Matt Ryan. And like you said, you never know what will happen with Matt Ryan because when Matt Ryan gets hurt. But it's also kind of interesting that Nick Foles is always in Carson Wentz's like little space because, you know, Carson Wentz was there <laughs> last year. Here comes Nick Foles. And the same thing in Philly, you know, it's like Carson Wentz is like, man, why you always got to be where I was at, man? Damn. Right, you follow me and something you scout where I'm at there, right when I leave. So you're right, man. It's like a pattern going on with those two. But he also gets to join Frank Wright. And I, they had a, a working relationship when Nick Foles was in Philly. So this is, like I said, this made the most sense. It was yeah. seamless for him. And like I said, he's going to end up in a really, really good situation. It's just crazy when I look at the salary cap and see how much money we're paying this guy this season for him to play somewhere else. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy part right there. The coach, like, we ain't got nothing to lose, really, <laughs> on that part of it. So, I mean, but for, no. for him, it's like, well, he's all good. No, he's all good. And like I said, really good situation for him with that Colts team. Because we, we listen, we talk about it all the time. That Colts team on paper, like you said, dynamic running back, good weapons offensively, defense, a very strong unit. I mean, yes. hey, Matt Eberflus, hey, I hope he's bringing that unit here because, brother, they, they were playing very special ball there last season. So the Colts, hey, they might be on to something very soon. They might be on to something. You, you hit a good point, Matt. Even Fluce, he left a good blueprint for those guys. So, All right, so audience, I know a couple episodes ago, I got you guys' hopes up about Hakeem Hicks. Ain't done what I said. I said, man, Hakeem Hicks is still out there available. Man, I said, I hope Ryan Poles will put a fucking call in or something to see what's going on with him. <laughs> right. And did you see last week that Hakeem Hicks on his Instagram, he put a picture of him sacking Aaron Rodgers. And I thought, wait a minute, what does this mean? Does this mean he come to Chicago? Or does this mean he signed with the damn pack, signed with the damn Packers? Well, it came out that Hakeem Hicks was like, no, he was just going through old pictures on his phone. He said, I'm sorry to give Bears fans uh, a little false hope there. And I'm sitting there like, man, what you doing, Hakeem? Stop playing. Yeah, man, playing around with us, man. Have me thinking the same thing, for Like, you on your way back with this team, man? 
ah, you just playing around, man, fooling around. But you're going through old picks. I get it going down memory lane, man. But you can't play like that with Chicago Bears fans, man, or media. You don't play like that, man. No, nah, man, because we we because so this is the thing. We know athletes use social media to kind of tease and to kind of update things. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, shit, he coming back. Then I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Right, man. But I get it. I get what you're up to, Kicks, man. But hey, do your thing out there. Continue posting. But hey, you post something like that, sacking the Green Bay Packers, that means a lot to the Bears. <laughs> Remember that. But I'm sure it meant something to him, too. That's why he posted it. But it's just like, for us, you know how you, <laughs> when you're a fan, you take every little thing that somebody do and you think, oh, shit, what does that mean? Because you, you, you're playing the guessing game. Oh, does this right. mean that he's going back to the Bears? And I was just hoping, I'm like, God, please do not sign with the fucking Packers. Don't do <laughs> Right. All the speculation goes in. We all know you're out there, man, out there looking for a home. It's like, yep. hey, that side or our side? Which one, man? Let us know what's up. And I, and I always keep saying, A-Dub, when I look at our defensive line, the fact that we lost him, the fact that we lost Eddie Goldman, the fact that we lost Bilal Nichols, that defensive line is an area that I'm going to be really looking at and seeing, okay, how are they going to overcome some of these losses? I know Justin Jones is going to come in and we say, as a three technique, he should probably be pretty solid up there. But, man, I was really hoping that we got Hakeem Hicks back for at least one more year, man, as a transition year, man, to get us right for next season. I don't know, man, Ryan Post maybe has another idea of what he wants to do there at that position, but I still look at defensive line as an area that I kind of hope that they beef up before training camp starts. Man, I hope we can beef it up as well, Perez, because losing some key players, like you mentioned already with Hicks and Co., that's going to be tough, tough replacement. So these guys on the team right now got some big shoes to feel, right? I understand the past couple of seasons, we haven't looked great like we wanted to consistently, but still, man, we know what the potential there. So I hope this new unit can show us something. Yeah, man, we'll see. Because like I said, Matty Bufloos, we saw what he did with the Colts. And, and honestly, man, I know it's a lot of listeners that heard our prediction episode last week, and a lot of us like, man, y'all were overly optimistic. But the reason why I was optimistic about next season, outside of the schedule, age up not being the toughest schedule, but also that defense. I just yeah. got a feeling, man, that Matt Eberflus is going to bring a little bit of thump with this defense next season. It's going to surprise some people, man. Yeah, it's going to surprise some people, friends. And you know, you and I, I'm kind of excited for our secondary, man. Our draft picks, I think those young guys can come in and help out right away, you ask me. Uh, I know they still got some learning to do, right? But I'm just, you know, excited for that unit. Because now, all of a sudden, we can say, you know what, we got a secondary that can do something. Then you're right, we got some nice little twos on the line as well, defensive line that can help. And then just the fields, of course, making some progress this, this season, upcoming season. So all that stuff matters. And then you got a good head coaching unit around them. Yeah, yeah, I'm optimistic, Perez, absolutely. It's a lot of change here. We knew what the last regime did, right? Like, uh-uh, we don't need that anymore. But I also think, too, that some people are just looking at it like, look at this roster. And so I understand that. We've talked about that as well. But however, yeah. we got to look at all the factors. And like, to the point that you were making, I think we do have reason for optimism. I think that there's a different energy in the building. I love the fact that Matt Eberfus is reaching out to the alumni, as we've talked about in the past. Charles Tillman even talked about it. He said he was surprised that he got the phone call from Eberfus asking him to come in and talk during rookie minicamp. And right. Charles, Charles Tillman was like, absolutely, I'll come in there. That goes to show you how much that shit matters to those alumni. And like I said, I think it's going to be a different energy in that building this season. And that matters most right there, Perez, that energy level, cohesiveness, guys want to be around each other, Perez, playing for each other. That makes a huge difference. It does. Now, you brought up the youngsters, and we know that OTAs kicked off last week. 
and I hear, man, from everybody that was there present, that Kyler Gordon was down there, man, snapping. I mean, they said Kyler Gordon, A-Dub, was looking good out there, bro. Man, you love hearing that, Prez. And you called him, you, you hit it on the head. You're like, hey, he's similar of a ball hawk, man. You called that out, Prez. So with him out there doing his thing, with his skill sets that they've been talking about showing, I mean, this kid was athleticism. Hey, he's the real deal. Out there getting interceptions. I mean, hey, I'm looking forward to hearing more about him. Yeah, and Ibrufus even said it too, right? He said, look, he said, that guy's got tremendous ball skills, and he said he's been lighting it up. And that's what I love to hear because when you look at that guy on tape, you saw that. You saw the, the ability for him to make plays on the football. We talked about that when we did our draft recap episode. So I'm not surprised right. to hear this, but I'm very ecstatic to know that he's already showing out in practice. That's huge, man. As a rookie, already coming in here showing what's up, pairing him with a Jalen Johnson, oh, it's over. It's over. It's a wrap. And that is why I'm telling you guys, I think seven wins is possible because we got a secondary now. Exactly. And you hear Jenna Johnson out there saying, hey, man, put these out. Let these guys get out there to the wolves now, man. <laughs> because, hey, put them in the fire right now. Let them handle their business. Let, let's see what they can really do skill-wise, whatever, uh, what they do well, what they don't do well. Let's course correct if they're doing some things wrong, right? Let's get them an early start. So because we have, we can see the potential, Chris, with this unit. And also, too, I mean, when you look at a guy like Gordon, the versatility is another thing that we talked about when we did our draft recap. Right. episode because not only is he good on the outside but he has the versatility to slide on the slot slide into the slot as well now it looks like their plan for him right now is to keep him on the outside but just audience just be on the lookout that you may see this guy slide to the slot at times as well you know what I mean and so that's the thing that's the type of guy that they're bringing here in this team and A-Dub talks about it a lot on the show versatility is something that Ryan Pohl seems to take a to make a premium of and so when you look at a guy like this man sky's the limit for him and Brisker we haven't even talked about him, but he's another guy from this draft that's going to start day one. And I'm right. telling you, man, I really, really love what I've seen from that kid just on film. I haven't heard much about what happened with him in the OTAs, but I will tell you this, brother. It won't surprise me to see him probably have the best year on all the rookies in this recent draft class. And I've said that before, and I just have a feeling that this kid is tailor-made for this team and his defense. Man, Prez, I believe that right there, man that he could be the one. He could. Brisker, but I'm telling you, man, this kid has the tools, has the gifts, man. And you pair him up with this unit here with Kyle Gordon, Jalen Johnson. You got that. You got our, you know, our safeties. Now you got our cornerbacks together. Man, this can be exciting, Perez. We're talking about turnovers, right? These guys can be the ones to get those turnovers that we've been talking about, Perez, and breaking it back. Yeah, and then maybe a rejuvenated Eddie Jackson. I'm hoping. Eddie, yep. come on. Come on. Hey. <laughs> Hey, we were tired of going after you on this show, brother. Come on. Come on, Eddie. We need a big season out of you talking about ball skills and a ball hawk. Come on, Eddie. Come back home. Hey, Eddie, I know you're not going to let some of these rookies show you up, man. So you got a lot to prove. Now, A-Dub, I do got to get your thoughts on Roquan Smith, man, because you and I have talked about this a lot this offseason. What's going to happen with Roquan? What, the, what are the Bears going to do? Are they going to make a contract extension for him a priority? Well, it sounds like the talks between – Roquan Smith and his camp and the Bears front office are heating up. And I'm telling you, brother, when that contract extension news drops, that's going to be a big-time extension, man. Man, I'm glad it's heating up, Prez, because if you and I talked about this, if there's anyone who deserves a contract extension on this team, it's Roquan Smith. 
we know that he's well deserved it. He's been putting a lot of work in prayers. You and I talked about being a leader out there, been growing into that area. He's been putting a lot of work on the field. We see the numbers, the production. I mean, we see the quickness, the speed. I mean, this guy can actually flat out play. And those who don't think this guy is a defensive specialist out there, they are totally wrong. This kid can go, and he definitely deserves that contract extension. Well, you remember we was on Mac's show when he said uh, Roquan Smith and, and then tackles the empty calories. And you know we love Mac, man, but I'm telling you, Roquan, <laughs> I respectfully disagree, sir. Right. <laughs> Mac was tripping, man, on that, man. I got to call you out on that, Mac. He was tripping, man. Roquan been holding it down, man. You see how he stopped the run? You know how he's actually been very good, even in coverage, friends. So, like, look, you got to show Roquan his, his credit, man. We can't hold it against him for what other guys did not do. Yeah, I think from his standpoint, he was like, he thinks of a Singletary, a Buckus, which, I mean, Mac, you weren't a lot for <laughs> Buckus, no was I. But <laughs> it sounds good. But he, I think he's talking about the fact that there's a there's a rich tradition at, inside linebacker Chicago. But you know what? I don't think Roquan is that far off from Erlacher. If no, he's not, Prince. He's not that far off, man. It's just that, you know, unfortunately, we haven't got the wins that we want to get as a unit. But he's not that far off. Skill set-wise, right, what he's able to do, the heart and soul. I mean, he's one of those guys that have it in him, man. So you're right. He's not that far behind, man. And you know what the thing is? We talk about it with the leadership. But the guy wants to be here. He said it. he wants to be here for the long haul. And when I envision this Bears defense, I want to see 58 leading the fucking charge, brother. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, Perez. He got it in him to lead that charge. I'm telling you, he's taking he take no days off, really. I mean, he's coming in early in practices and all that stuff you and I talked about before. It's like this guy want to show you that, look, I'm not just coming in just talking. I'm walking the walk. And I think A-Dub, and, and this, some people may not agree with me, I think he's a top 10 linebacker in the NFL. Oh, hey, I know he is. <laughs> I'm with you, Perez. If you watch Roquan Smith and see what he's able to do in the field, you're like, oh, heck, yeah, he's top 10. Maybe the Bears shouldn't have him. <laughs> but, yeah, the guy can flat out play. And, you know, another thing, kudos to him, he don't even have an agent. So he's going to be negotiating this extension on his own. Hey, look, if you ain't got to pay for no agent, why do it? I mean, <laughs> why I do mean, it? You know what? Richard Sherman taught players that because Richard Sherman negotiated his contracts when he was in the league. And I think that that's the thing. Like you said, if you ain't got to give up 3 or 4% of your money, <laughs> Roquan knows his value. He, yep. he can read. He understands. <laughs> all you got to do is negotiate that contract, get a lawyer to look over that contract. Boy, you save yourself a lot of money. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Yeah, so it seems like it's a priority for, for Ryan Poles. I'm hoping that they get something locked in, in, in place with him before the season opener. It doesn't seem like Ryan Poles has a definitive timeline, but it also seems that, like, this summer we'll probably see things kind of heat up, though. Yeah, I'm glad, man. And you never know, friends. They might be able to get it done, you know, before the season starts. That would be great if they do. The only thing that I think that may be going against Roquan getting that extension before the season is the fact that they got a new staff. There's been a lot of moving parts with Ryan Poles and his staff. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of changes that happened with the Bears for his. Like you said, the staff is one part of it. Player personnel is another part. So a lot of movement, movement that's going on. So we'll see what Ryan Poles decide to do. But you're right. It's loud on the table. It is. And listen, Ryan Poles has a lot <laughs> to worry about right now because we're hearing some rumblings. Robert Quinn potentially wants out of Chicago. And when I saw that, I wasn't necessarily surprised they dub. I mean, he's coming off of a big time season, right? And right. he watched and saw them let go of Hakeem Hicks, as we talked about before. We saw them, he, he saw them trade Khalil Mack. I mean, yep. he's 
looking at things like, what the hell's going on around here? <laughs> right. He's probably thinking that, Perez. Like, hey, I'm the only guy here, really. You talking about that, one of the elder statements on the team and probably one of the true vets on the team. Of course, you got Roquan Smith, but I'm just saying, you know, uh, he probably feels that way. Like, hey, now I'm on my own here. And it's not like, like I've been with the Bears for years and years, right? Only a couple of years in. So he doesn't have that same, you know, uh, mindset of, hey, I'm here with the Bears, like some other people have been here for years and years to come. So um, it could be different there. And he doesn't have those kind of ties with this organization. So I can understand that part of it, Chris. But I've also was like, you know what? I don't know if that's really Robert, if that's really Robert Quinn, man. Does he really feel like he wants to be gone, you know? Because remember, recently he was talking about wanting to stay, you know? So it was kind of a little bit of a shocker. To well, the individual who I'm not going to speak his name on this show, the one that came out with the report, He's been known to have some kind of weak reports, some clickbaity type bullshit. So you never know. But what I will say is, it wouldn't surprise me if that's how Robert Quinn felt. Because right. and you and I talked about this. Robert Quinn's trade value is never going to be as high as it is right now. And we I know agree. that Ryan Poles is going to rebuild this roster in his own image. He's going to do it his way. So when I look yep. at a guy like Robert Quinn, it wouldn't surprise me if they pulled the trigger on a trade for him. I think they should wait a little closer to the trade deadline that's just my opinion. But if they were going to do it, hey, you're going to get a nice haul for Robert Quinn. Oh, absolutely, Perez. You take full advantage of that. I mean, you and I talked about it already. His stock is way high right now, man. Those 18 and a half sacks, he put it in work last season. So, yeah, it, I wouldn't be shocked if he got traded at, at all, you know. Um, and if that was to happen, I'm quite sure we're going to get some good value back in return. And I would just say, maybe Robert Quinn to point out, Perez, where he wants to win, right? I mean, right. We, we're not expecting to do much this season. We didn't do much at all last season. So, hey, he wants to get into a good situation. And may not want to go through all the overwhelming of a new regime and all that stuff. You know how it is, Perez. So he may be like, you know what? Maybe it's maybe too much for me to deal with right now at this stage of my career. And for the Bears' credit, they've gone on record and said that they're not interested in trading him because what it seems like to me is when Ryan Post traded Khalil Mack, he probably was thinking, like, I'm going to keep Robert Quinn in the fold here, right? Because we got to have the pass rush. Right. So, you know, to pair with Travis Gibson. However, when I look at this situation – you saw what happened last year at the trade deadline when Von Miller got moved. And yep. a lot of us at the time was wondering, like, oh, is that all you get for Von Miller? Well, I guarantee you if the Bears move uh, the Bears move Robert Quinn to the trade deadline, they're going to get a hell of a lot more than what the Broncos got for fucking trading Von Miller to the Rams. Heck, yeah, we should. You know, hey, look, the guy got the numbers. He actually showed what he's able to do. Hey, he's worth that. So um, we should get more in return. And like I said, for us, I think it's going to be really key to see how the Bears perform. But I tell you, man, if they start losing a shit ton of games and we're way out of it, get the guy out of here because you obviously know that he's not going to come back. So you right. want to definitely try to maximize that as much as you can. Absolutely. The other thing, Perez, is you know how it is. I know I always talk about this already, the health part of it, right? Man, I just hope he stays healthy because, you know, if he gets hurt, he loses that kind of that trade value. You know, it kind of goes down. So stay healthy, Robert Quinn. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, man, I would love for him to be here, but if we got a lost season, then it makes no sense, right? Exactly. You know I mean? Build for the build for the future. We see what the salary cap situation in 2023 is going to be as glorious what Ryan Poles is coming here and done, and I would not be unhappy with more draft capital because we saw what he was able to turn that draft capital into in this draft. Oh, yeah. And I can only imagine what he'll be able to do going forward with more, more draft picks at his disposal. Man, what we know is Ryan Poles can maximize his draft capital. So, hey, let that man work. Yes, sir. Well, Adam, let's finish off this episode by talking about Justin Fields. So, obviously, audience, 
Justin's been hard at work. We've been highlighting that a lot on this show in the offseason, his workouts, how he's been working with Money Moon, right? But the, yep. the attention to detail. We saw a video on Instagram where he was posted up somewhere with coffee, looking at film. The guy seems like he's ready and locked and loaded to get things done. But we also heard earlier in the offseason that Justin Fields had some struggles initially. And so I know a lot of people right now, when you think of the Bears and with these OTAs, the big focus is going to be what's going to happen with this offense and is Justin Fields ready to take that next step in his development. Now, right. for me, if Luke Getze is the straight shooter that everybody says that he is, then I guarantee you that we're going to see a sharp Justin Fields this summer because I'm guaranteeing you that Luke Getze is not going to fucking feel any kind of way would have us some tough conversations with Justin Fields if necessary to get him on track. We've also seen what Justin, we talked about in the last episode, has done work on his delivery with his release points. So he's trying to clean things up. He's trying to get the football out quicker, right? So we're seeing right. that attention to detail that this guy's doing. But now we got to see it on the football field, they don't. And that's what's most important right there, friends, seeing all the work that he's put in and putting down on the field. We heard about that too. So if he continues to develop in those areas, friends, to make him continue to become a better quarterback, that's all love right there. But to hit the good point in the head, we got the seed on the field. So hopefully it's all starting to translate on that field from practice to games. But, you know, we got to look at the situation for what it is. This is going to be this kid's third playbook in three yeah. seasons if you talk about going back to college. Yep. And so that's a lot of verbiage. There's a lot of terminology that this kid has to go through. And especially that bullshit offense that Matt Nagy had here. You know? so <laughs> it's going to be a lot to get that shit out of his system. That, that was awful. You know, this is my thing. As a rookie quarterback, Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence had the worst situations. And I hope that Justin Fields can look back on that first year with under Matt Nagy and realize, brother, it cannot get any worse than that bullshit was. Hey, look, when you come in as a rookie, you don't know any better yet, friends. <laughs> now you start to see good changes, things happening like that. You're like, oh. What I had before wasn't that good. So he's starting to realize some of that now. But at the end of the day, Perez, we just want to see the kid grow, man. Like, look, get out the system. Let's get ready for this new regime, learning what's going on with this new regime, what they want you to do differently to be successful out there in the field. And you had a good point when you say he's gone through three different things, man, from college to head coach with Nagy to now with even flukes, man. That is a lot of change for one quarterback, Perez, a lot within three years, man. Whoa. Yeah, it's just three different systems, Ryan Day to Matt Nagy to now Lou Getzey. But i tell you one thing, man. From what I hear about Lou Getzey, man, I think this guy gets it. He understands it. He's going to put a quarterback-friendly system in place. We'll see because we know, A-Dub, that how Justin Fields progresses this season will determine how successful year one under Matt Eberflus is going to be. Justin Fields holds the keys. And we yep. talk about that so much on this show. And I know it's only middle of May here when we're talking about this. It's going to be really important to see the improvement from Justin Fields because you saw what Lucas Patrick had to say about him. He said, look, he said, I'm impressed by what I see with this kid so far. So OTAs, he said, look, this guy's got a firm grasp on the offense. And he said, yep. I like the way he carries himself. But he also said, the guy's got some pop on those damn throws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said he got fast in the air, man. And, he, and that's that's a very good thing to hear about that, that ball he's throwing, that deep ball, man. So that's a good thing right there. He's not just throwing the air man, for interceptions. He's actually putting it on target that way. So you got to salute to that. And then he also went on here and said, man, that Justin Fields is soaking everything up, Fred. So that lets you know right there this kid is a learner, right, that we talked about before. Yeah, and this is my thing, too. 
When you got a guy like that that's been in the league like Lucas Patrick, he's been with the Packers. He's seen what a top quarterback has done in this league. He was over there with Aaron Rodgers. True. And so the fact that you're hearing this from a guy like Lucas Patrick, that's says the world. You know, because it's like he knows what it's like to be around a top performer. And he's starting to see some intangibles with Justin Fields. And I like to know that he's feeling that way about him. So he's full. And I think that that's going to be the thing that you're going to see with this Bears office. That's going to look fun. It's going to look like they're having fun out there because last year they ain't having no fun because it sure wasn't fun <laughs> for us fans watching that crap. <laughs> Don't remind us about last season, friends, because you're right. It was no fun at all, man. Get other people scared, man. Like, hey, how can we continue perform like that? But I'm hoping this could be a total different thing here, which I believe it will be because you're right, friends. These guys have seen a lot of good signs and a lot of great things about what's going on in OTAs and practices. But like I told you earlier in the audience, just Justin Fields, man, he continues to be the number one priority on this football team, man. That development of this kid is going to be paramount. And we still don't know what to expect from offensive coordinator Luke Getty. I mean, we all are giving him the benefit of the doubt that he's going to come in here with that system that we heard is quarterback friendly, like I referenced a second ago. But again, in the voluntary practice in April, it was reported that Justin Fields had a little bit of a rough go at it. Yep. But Getty also has told us that he feels that Justin Fields is ahead of pace, learning the offense, and Correct. he's been impressed with his work ethic. And those are all the things that you and I have talked about a lot on this show is this kid's work ethic, the fact that he every time you see him, he's out there somewhere grinding. To me, yep. bro, that means the world. Exactly, Mr. World Press. He's actually working hard on the field. He's also working hard off the field, right? Still learning and growing that way as well. In the playbooks and things of that nature, Press, that you and I talked about before. So Justin Fields is doing a lot of work, man. And um, that kid wants to be great, man. He wants to be successful. And the good thing about what's been going on, OTAs and practices, Press, is that it seems like this year it's all in for Justin Fields. Because you know before that, Eddie Dalton, Eddie Dalton, right? It wasn't about Justin Fields last season. Um, he just kind of kind of just took the role. Uh, but this year, totally different. Yeah, but also, too, another thing to keep in mind when it comes to Justin Fields with this team. So we talk about a lot of things. We talk about the system with Getty, right? Yep. We, we talk about the, the change in his mechanics. But what's his chemistry going to be like with his new receiving core? You know, because you and I have talked about that receiving core, and we've been less than, honestly, impressed by it outside of Darnell Mooney. You know what I mean? And maybe, yeah. maybe Byron Pringle. You know maybe. what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, we still don't even know. But – my whole thing is, what's that chemistry going to look like? That's what I'm saying, man. It's going to be really, really interesting to see how the summer unfolds. Because like I said, with you and I being at Hallis Hall for those practices, I'm going to be watching a lot. I'm going to be watching how he's interacting with those wide receivers, right? How yeah. those wide receivers look. How Justin Fields looks in that offense. Does he look comfortable out there? There's going to be so many things that, that I want to see because I got a lot of questions when it comes to this offense. A lot of man. questions. You and I both, Prez, and one thing I want to see, Prez, is how do you respond in, in, the, in the wake of adversity, right? What can Justin Fields and his receiving group do if something does go wrong, right? Can they bounce back? That's going to be something to look at, too. Mm-hmm. And, then, you know, another thing, too, Velas Jones. Now, it seems like they're going to prioritize a nice role for him in this system, in Lugetti's system. Because they said they are not going to waste any time with integrating him in this offense. And you and I both talked about this during our draft recap that Velas Jones hasn't shown you that he's a developed wide receiver 
However, he's got a really versatile skill set, and it seems like the team is going to really try to get him on the field and get him the ball in open space. And that's kind of what I'm hearing a lot of reports from the coaching staff that this guy's going to be vital to the season. I'm happy about that, Frizz. Let's use his asset, what he does well, right? Put him in those situations to where he can continue to thrive, what he does best, right? So I'm happy the fact that they're looking to use him in those kind of schemes to where he can be successful. So, yeah, you lost that kid. We dropped him for a reason, right? We think he can help us out? Let's use him. Yeah, because that only helps Justin when you got a dynamic weapon that can make things happen. Opens the field up for Darnell Mooney, right, a Right. Heck, yeah, because you know me, man. The bank got to be open, Prince. Got to be open. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I hope so. I keep trying to tell you, I want that bank to be open on Sundays. A lot of times that shit was closed, A-Dub, you know. Yeah, it was, man. It was closing early, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> but no, man, when you look at this kid, Vellas Jones, like, for real, man, this guy, they kind of threw him into the fire of rookie minicamps, and they say he responded very well from it. So when he got drafted, I was kind of looking at this thing like, yeah, he could be a Debo Samuel clone, but yeah. I wasn't happy with some of the stuff that I saw on film. But I'm telling you, this coaching staff, they're talking him up a lot. So I want to get some eyes on him and see what he looks like out there in those practices this summer and how they utilize him. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's going to be key right there, Perez. Like you said, how they utilize him. And I think with this regime, they just want to make you do – they just want you to play to your strengths, right? Play to your strengths. If you can continue doing that and they put you in those kind of situations, that's a plus. And we know what this guy can do when he get the ball in short field, man. He can turn it up, Perez. He can go. So yeah, he can go. So yeah, that's, that's what it's all about. He got some speed now. He got some <laughs> speed. <laughs> yes, sir, man. So I was hoping that, that that part of his game continues um, to evolve. And um, hopefully some great things come out of this, Perez. I really believe so. I know you do as well. You're optimistic about it too. But it's going to be good for us to get a good glimpse of him. We'll, be, we'll probably see in the future. And the fact that they're throwing him into the fire like that. Shit, the sooner he's ready, hey, that's that's a great opportunity. He'll be able to play this season because when I look at this receiver situation here in Chicago, hey, there's a lot of opportunities. Somebody's got to go out there and get it. You know, who wants to yeah. be out there opposite of Darnell Mooney? You know what I mean? Turn out right. You can you can earn it, right? You can earn it because nobody is, you know, uh stuck in I don't think this regime is stuck on one guy. It's like, look, you can earn the opportunity, play well. Look, it's your job. It's your job to keep. <laughs> so take full advantage of your opportunity here because um Hey, you can get a chance to earn it now. So it'll be interesting to see who steps up there in that receiver core. It'll also be interesting to see if Cole Komet takes the next step. You know what I mean? Because last Ooh. year, you know, we saw a couple things from him. But, hey, Cole, <laughs> you're three now. What's up? Yeah, man. You owe us a lot here. I mean, we've seen some glimpses of it last season. We've seen some when you got involved in the offense. I think it'd be good for this regime to get him involved in the offense even more, friends, because he got some tools, too. Big guy, strong. You and I talked about turning his body. I mean, he's been, been in that gym working out, man. Look good. So, hey, why not use it? Yeah, Cole looks great, you know. But, but like I said, it all depends on what happens on that football field. But like I said, A-Dub, that was some, those are some of the things that I'm going to be looking at in this offseason, man, with that offense, right? And also, yeah. like we talked about earlier on the defensive side of the ball, that defensive line, are they ready? Are they up for the task? Are they going to be able to stop the run? Those right. are things that we got to be – prepared for while we can be happy with the secondary and how we approved there what about that d-line yeah man that d-line gotta put some pressure they gotta stop the run so look it's their job man so you're right Chris. that's gonna be something to look into 
Yeah, so we we got a lot of question marks when it comes to this team, but audience, trust me, I still feel very confident about my seven win prediction. Shit, I will put money on that. That's how confident I feel. You know what I mean? Hey, Prez, I gave it eight. <laughs> hey, look, yours is more alive what happened than mine. But anyhow, look, this team got a chance of getting that. Got a chance of getting seven wins at minimum. Yeah, I think so too, A-Dub. I think so too. Audience, as always, we're going to keep you guys in the loop on any sort of Bears news that comes out and give you guys our opinions on it. And A-Dub and I are counting down the days to Hallis Hall. We can get over there to practices and give you guys those recaps. Hey, man. I want to say everybody enjoy your day. Have a great time and love life, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, we're the Bear Essentials, and we are out. <laughs>